0: Who we thought they were. And we about I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk
3: and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. F left, 372 Y sticks
4: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
0: Well, I'm gonna go to college. I'll just play football.
2: Yes, sir. Let's play a little football today, huh? Today it kind of actually even feels like football weather out there what's up i'm matt Hour number two of the show has begun i'm in the farm bureau studio farm bureau go with the home team they are your home team your hometown heroes at farm bureau people that are from those communities born and raised there uh, for the most part your local farm bureau agent you know them. you go to church with them your kids go to school together and they're right there. You get to know them one on one, deal with them face to face, get a cell phone number. You have that fender bender Saturday night at eleven thirty. You don't have to wait until Monday morning. Call them; they'll come on out there. That's just the way it works. Beaver's in today for Roger. Check out it. Check. i mean, check out the sound. Hear that, Beaver? There we go. <laughs>
1: There's that coffee in that thermos.
2: Coffee in the thermos. Thermoses are are, are amazing. There's. So
1: okay, here's my question for you, Matt Wyatt. All right. Okay. Okay. Now, what I'm trying to figure out in my life right now is, should I buy a, a certain bed?
2: Uh, yeah, I heard y'all talking about that.
1: Okay. Well, a lot of people say the uh, their bed is the best investment they've ever made. Yeah. So, would you say that your thermos is the best investment you've ever made? Because you seem quite fond of it.
2: <laughs> the best investment. Well... I can't think of any other twelve dollar purpose uh, purchases that I've gotten more use out of, and this there thing is come. this thing has lasted me years, and I could I could even start to go down this long winding path of this thermos does such a great job. Therefore, I have hot coffee during the show. Therefore, I'm more perked up a lot of times. I have a little energy, a little pep in my step. Therefore, maybe I do a better job on the show, which has helped me to keep a job. Therefore, has helped me to make a living. And it cost me $12. For you, Beaver, is it possible for you to buy a $12 bed that will help you sleep better and therefore do better at your job? No. I don't think. This is A a bed is a big purchase, though. Don't buy the wrong one. That's one thing I have learned the hard way. There's nothing worse than spending hundreds, some people even, in some cases, thousands of dollars on a bed because you think it's the right one. Sleep on it for a week and realize it's the wrong one. So no pressure, Beaver. Get it right, man.
1: No, none none at all.
2: (laughs) Either that or you could just train yourself to sleep anywhere and enjoy it. I don't know. Um, As I told you, I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. I stay connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire is customer inspired. I, um, I put a baseball video out there on Facebook last week, kind of a tip of the cap to all the fan attendance at the regionals hosted by State and Ole Miss. Southern Miss didn't get to host one. They had to go on the road. But I was able to go to State and Ole Miss at the regionals, to get some video of fans and stuff. And I put a video together. It was sponsored by C Spire. I put it on Facebook. And that thing is up over a hundred and forty thousand something views. People have watched it and thousands of comments and shares and stuff. People are just so proud of um, you know, the fan support, the atmospheres that you get at home, home baseball at State and Ole Miss. Um thanks to C Spire for backing that and for being a part of this show. Over to the text line real quick, and then we have Bart Gregory coming up in uh, just a few minutes. Not right now, but in just a few, we'll talk baseball with Bart. To the text line at 885 ESPN, Jay in Baltimore texted the show and said, Matt, I was going to call in today, but I tuned in and heard that crazy ornithologist had hijacked your show again. He's on my chicken hog. And then he said, It's funny how his voice sounds just like yours. What? What, Jay? His voice doesn't sound like mine, does it? That didn't sound like his. That's <laughs> all right. Fluffy says uh, they're mostly old wor- world buzzards. Ornithology, entomology is very important when referring to bird species. Okay. Eh? Pat says, if it's not that hard to make it to the College World Series, then why, with Ole Miss's resources, have they been... To like one in most of their fan base's lifetime. Well, see, but I think that was the the original context of the conversation. You're talking about you had people talking about whether or not they should or shouldn't have gone more and that kind of stuff, and they're deciding was it hard or easy to go. I mean, I think that was the context of the the conversation. I would tell you this. You know, I compare the College World Series. You have eight teams there. And I think it is comparable. This came up on this show recently. We weren't trying to compare it to just any sport. Somebody was trying to compare it to football, specifically, just for fun, going, what's the equivalent? Well, you have about twice the number of baseball-playing schools in Division I than you do in football. So in football, you have a Final Four, effectively, the college football playoff. In baseball, you have a Final eight, half the number in the finals for football because they have half the number of teams at play. It just makes sense. So the direct correlation there is getting to Omaha in baseball is the equivalent of getting to the four-team playoff in football. Mathematically, that is a fact. Another fact is that mathematically, Bart Gregory does play-by-play for hundreds of, (laughs) <laughs> of Mississippi State sporting events every year, including baseball. He did a bunch of baseball, and he's getting ready to watch them this weekend. And it's also a fact that he is on your radio right now on the Davini Equipment phone, ready to talk a little baseball. Bart, who are you pulling for this weekend? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I had to ask it. <laughs>
0: Well, the Yankees, the Yankees yeah. are playing the White Sox this weekend. There you go. And, uh, so I'll be, I'll be pulling for the Yankees this weekend. Man, I tell you what, how, how great is this? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually I've had some conversations with, uh, with uh, Greg Dry, who's one of my best friends, who's uh, on the coaching staff at Auburn. And, uh, and, you know, without delving too much into personal conversations, it, it's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, to, to be able to go to Omaha. And, and experience at Omaha overall, but uh, but also the, is, the, that you're playing the Auburn Tigers, a thing you're real familiar with.
2: Yeah. And Butch Thompson, who everybody at State still just thinks so highly of Butch, don't they?
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, what Butch inherited at Auburn, um, you know, just the just complete, uh, I have to hate to say, you know, just a, probably not as, as warm of a coaching situation walking into, uh, man, he's done a great job over there. And and he knew he would. He's going to do a great job wherever he is. And, and Butch is a phenomenal person. He's a great teacher of the game. Uh, he's done a great job of building that program over there. And, um, and they're, they're, going to be a, they're going to be a force to contend with, not just this year, but in the years to come. They've got some really good young talent on that team, too.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I wonder what it'll be like for Butch. I mean, it's pretty easy to think, okay, in the – in the framework of the game, when the first pitch goes out until the ninth inning is over, you no matter who you are, you just want to win for the uniform you're in, no question. But I'm wondering what it's going to be like the next few days leading up to playing against Mississippi State and his home state, coaching for Auburn for Butch Thompson. I wonder what it's going to be like. Well,
0: I, I, I tell you what, it's, it's kind of like uh, you know, like I told somebody yesterday, and. It's kind of like you're playing your brother um, in ping-pong. Now that we get old, we play ping-pong, we don't play (laughs) stuff that that can pull muscles. But, you know, you love your brother, but then you want to beat your brother as bad as you can possibly beat him. You know, and I think you say the same thing from our standpoint. I think Butch would say the same thing, too. I mean, that's just the great thing about sports is, and especially about this game of baseball. I thought you saw this past weekend about, you know, with Stanford here, the, the great thing about baseball is you can respect your opponent and you can really be friends with your opponent. These guys play summer league ball with each other all the time and they're a lot closer than them a lot of people understand. But then when you step between the lines, you know, you want to beat that other person as bad as you possibly can. I mean, yeah. that's the great thing about this game and uh, is you don't have as much animosity as you do in some of the other sports.
2: Mm. And, you know, in in a tournament situation, too, I mean, in this one, it's not like it's an elimination game, you know, so everybody's going to stay around for a little bit. It doesn't take the importance away, though, that's for sure. And so, uh, Bart, from a a Mississippi State perspective, you've watched them in a lot of College World Series over the years. It's so much different than a regional. It's going to last 10 days if you make it to the finals. So how important is that first game to get into that winner's bracket?
0: I think it's important. Now, is it as important as the SEC tournament? If you're looking to win the SEC tournament, it's probably not mm. simply because it's so broken out. I mean, you've got, you've got a chance to get your pitching back in order. Now, what it does is if you have to play, you know, a couple extra games later in the week, um, it, it could mess you up for a championship series as far as, you know, how you want to stack your pitching, pitching and stack your pitching, especially your bullpen. But, um, but, you know, that's one of the things about Omaha is is you can lose early and, and overcome that. You saw Oregon State do that last year. And, you know, the, the teams that, that uh, you know, just because you, you breeze through the first day or so, this, it, you talk about a tournament that really kind of equalizes teams from that standpoint. It, it doesn't really put you under that much pressure.
2: Sure. Bart Gregory on your radio, and we're talking baseball. So – this team, you know, they've 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 checked off so many things that a lot of them they hadn't checked them off before. Um, you know, and you look at Lamonis in his first year, complete lineup. You're on the back end of the year where Rowdy's hitting the baseball, Tanner's hitting the baseball, all that stuff. Westberg had a good super. Jake looks like Jake, and then from a pitching standpoint, now Peyton Plumlee's up there as. He's going out and he's shutting people down. He's your third guy, or was. Um, What are their chances in Omaha?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Here's why I like the chances. is because you don't go up there thinking you've got guys that are taxed out, maxed out. Um, You think about how many many pitchers around the country that people and coaches have ridden their arms to this point. Mm. And... You know the thing that Mississippi State's done, well, what Chris LaMollis and Scott Foxhall have done, as far as managing Ethan Small, uh, keeping his pitch counts under 100. You know they threw the most pitches he's thrown all season this past weekend. Yeah. It was almost like a building point to get to that. I mean he had a no hitter through seven innings against Texas A&M, and it brought him out of the game. They really protected him all season long, and so I think the thing you see with that pitching staff is you see a guy that a lot of guys who have not been, you know, overused and taxed too much. And, and Chris LaMollis has even said, you know, hey, you know, push come to shove, we could have pitched, you know, J.T. again probably a little bit more than we had to, but we had, we were afforded the opportunity of giving giving him a little bit more rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you feel good, because as you get to this part of the year, especially with pitchers that rely a lot on the sink, uh, balls begin to flatten out a little bit more, especially the tire the arm gets. You don't get as much run. So you give up some, some more peels, And, uh, yeah, I think that's the thing. You look at the movement of the guys coming out of the bullpen, the movement is still there, which is really, really good. What a lot of other pitchers right now, their stuff's flattening out on
2: Sure. I just saw on Twitter um, Yeah, that they've I announced – just the, okay, so Jack Owen, they just announced Jack Owen is going to start for Auburn against Mississippi State. He's a lefty who did not make the trip to Starkville earlier this year because of an injury. Do you know anything about him?
0: Well, you know, Jack's a guy, you know, first and foremost, I think Bush signs just about every left-handed pitcher available in the state of Alabama. I mean, <laughs> he's
2: got,
0: he has got a roster full of left-handed pitchers. And, you know, for Mississippi State, turning Jake Mangum around and turning... Rowdy Jordan around is, is big in the lineup. I mean, they're going to do that. You know, Jack Owen, uh, you know, he's got a really good ERA. I mean, he's a guy that's a sub three turn run average. You know, he, he's a guy that's going to pitch to, you know, a little bit of contact, you know, 58 hits in 63 innings. He's a guy that throws strikes. I mean, he, he's, he's not a, a guy that's going to walk a lot of guys. He's not overpowering, so you put balls in play, but, you know, 58 strikeouts, 11 walks over 63 innings. So he's right out of strikeout in an inning. But only 11 walks the entire season. But you know, he, he's had some trouble throughout the year, just as far as, you know, just some arm discomfort. But, uh, I mean, he's solid. You know, you know Albert has had to fight through a lot of adversity. When you start thinking about Tanner Burns and how much, you know, his shoulder bothered him some throughout the year, he only pitched two innings in the, the Monday game, the championship game against you know, North Carolina. But, uh, you know, they're going to try to get it to the back end of Cody Greenhill. I mean, he's a, he's a mm. six save, six out save guy. And, uh, you know, Richard Fitz, whose brother Trevor pitched here, has been good in mental, mental relief for the team. So, um, But, yeah, they've got a lot of left-handed pitchers in that stable. But, you know, we hit uh, – you know, Mississippi State you know, it hit Stanford really well and Miller, the left-hander, on Sunday night too. So, I mean, that's that's the thing about this thing. It's, it's hit lefties and righties just about the same all year.
2: Yeah. It's really going to be interesting to see. Green Hill – a Russellville, Alabama guy, uh Judd Ward out in the outfield, <laughs> yeah. a Russellville guy. You know, Russellville, I grew up there, Bart, and it it's always been a football town, football place, as most places are in Alabama. Um, back in the day it's all they cared about, could think about. But apparently they that place is turning out some baseball players recently. And and Ward is he in the he's not in the leadoff spot, but he's close to it, isn't he? That corner outfielder.
0: Yeah, he uh, he actually hit the leadoff spot the other day. Okay, in the, uh, in, the, in the in the Monday game against North Carolina, I think he had three at bats the first two innings. But, <laughs> hey, you know, you know, we're we're talking about you know we're talking about how we match up with with Jack Owen of Auburn. I mean, you start looking at that lineup and how do they match up with Ethan Small. And the thing about Ethan Small this year and not going to order right now because I don't want to jinx him.
1: Yeah.
0: Ethan Small has been solid every single time out. I'm talking about every single game, and I think that's what's been kind of missed a little bit. How many times do you see a starter starting pitching you know, at least one or two times a year? They just have that outing where they just can't get it together. And he, he's been solid every time out. He's gone at least five innings in every single start. Uh, we've taken him out of the game in the middle of an inning, only one time all year. I think that goes back to, to how you've managed him. Um, he has been solid. I mean, he has been really, really good. And so, uh, that, that's what's great. As is, is you know, you've got a big-time force going for you on Sunday night.
2: All right, and last thing for you, Bart, um, I got a text from a listener. His name is Jay. He lives in Baltimore, Maryland. He's from Clinton, Mississippi. He's a big state fan, and he calls somebody, texts a lot, and he wants to know from you, in your opinion, who is the one pitcher in the bullpen that state needs to step up in order for them to go deep in Omaha?
0: Oh, well, you know the one pitcher in the bullpen. I mean, you start thinking about guys you've relied on. I mean, you know, Lee Belt's been solid for you. Uh, you're you're going to have to have some bridge innings, um, and you're going to have to have a guy that can bridge innings and bounce back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Omaha is built for teams that that have good middle relief pitches. Um, You know, Cole Gordon has been solid, and these are just obvious. I mean, Cole's got 11 saves; he's your back end guy. Um, if you you know get in a situation where you got to have a Brandon Smith, I mean, it's, you know, it's just just that time of year where you seem to have to have that fifth or sixth guy that really comes to the you know comes to the table and pitch well for you. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing about Omaha. I mean, we're starting we're talking about pitching. You don't know how that ballpark's going to play. Yeah. I mean, it could either play four fifty or it could play three fifty. I mean, it's a couple more the winds in Omaha and how that field is and how that how that ballpark is kind of turned you know, southeast, it's all dependent upon what kind of wind you get. Yep. And so that's that's determining how you, you're going to be able to pitch it.
2: I think so. You yeah. know, and if I i know he said bullpen, but I, I feel like, too, Bart, got a couple of minutes left here. I feel like if State's going to win the whole thing, it's going to have to be a deal where you we're looking back in 14 days and going, well, you got two phenomenal starts from JT Ginn. You know, you got a six, seven-inning start, six-inning start, 95 pitches, and he and he gave up a run, you know, in, in each of the starts. I just kind of feel like that's what's going to be required if they're going to run all the way to the championship.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to have some really good starts with with someone other than Ethan Small. Yep,
2: that's because right. Because
0: if you start him the first game, you say you come back and you pitch him in the second game, which is probably going to be, you know, if, if you're still there and playing well, Friday, Saturday. Then all of a sudden – Game one or Game two of a championship series. We're talking about the whole picture. If you went to win it all, you're going to have to have somebody really pitch well, other than Easton Small.
3: Yeah,
2: I agree with that. Appreciate you, Bart. Good to talk to you. And um, good to talk to you as always. Yep, yep. And um, you know, we'll we'll um, follow you on Twitter for anything we need to know about baseball or about umpiring um, <laughs> and things. Best like place
0: that. to umpire. The best place to umpire in the world is from a TV booth or the left field
2: lounge. I can tell you that for a fact. Amen, brother. I don't want to be out there in the mask. All right, man. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. That's Bart Gregory. Y'all follow him on Twitter, at Bart Gregory. So what do you think about his answer there, Jay? He says, you know, you're looking in the bullpen. You've got you got to have guys that, I think for state, it's, it's about they have to be themselves, right? Lee Belt has to just be himself. He can't have that uncharacteristic bad outing in a key game, you know, against an Auburn or a Vanderbilt or something like that in Omaha. He's just got to go be himself, which is, you know, he may give up a hit or two, but he's gonna get swings and misses. Ball's gonna move all over the place. You're not gonna give up the hard contact, and he just gets out of it. Just gets you. He goes out and gets you six outs in two innings. Um, Cole Gordon's got to be himself to close out a game. And I think from a step up perspective, you know, the last few weeks you you hadn't had necessarily had the best JT Ginn. You've had the best Ethan Small and Peyton Plumley. If you can add into that and have the best JT Ginn also over the next 10 day uh 10 14 days then they they got a they got a shot. All right, a little ways to go with you here in hour number 2 of the show in the Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau. Go With the home team, stick around. On the show. Y'all can be a part of the show, too. Grab a chair and have a seat at the table here. Join the conversation. It's that easy. Give me a shout on the DaVinci phone. The DaVinci Equipment phone line. We just talked to Bart Gregory on it. 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 995 995- 1059. We're mass communicating. We
0: ain't one at a time in
1: here. We're mass communicating. Oh, yes.
0: That's a powerful new force.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Shake a leg, Junior. <laughs> shake a leg, Junior. Y'all shake a leg out there. <laughs> Give me a shout. You can also text the show 885 ESPN or 885 3776. All right. Beef jerky to give away. I don't know how to give away beef jerky. Maybe I should just tease it, Beaver, and let you and Chris give it away. People are thinking about food during your show.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, that might be because Chris kind of places it in their head. Does he? Because, you know, Chris likes to talk about food.
2: Okay. Kind of... I'm gonna kind let of you a
1: little bit more than sports sometimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna let you all give it away. <clears throat> okay. How about that? All right. Because you're there in Jackson, you can leave it at the front desk and all that kind of stuff with a name on it.
1: Well, then you've just entered dangerous territory because oh. there's two bags and me and Chris are two people. Yeah. Uh, so you know if it doesn't get if it doesn't get got before twelve. <laughs> then it might get got then by it's it's gonna be lunch
2: Chris. it's gonna be lunch Yep, <laughs> that'll be fine too i uh one time i had when i was a kid i had buffalo jerky it was actual buffalo meat it was very good i'm a huge fan of beef jerky i'm just gonna say it but in just pretty much on in, in default by default i want jerky that is really really hot I want it to make me sweat on the first bite. That's what I want. I want the kind of jerky that, you know, you give a bite to a friend and you stand back and just watch him because you know in a second he's going to be spitting it out and choking. (laughs)
4: Like,
2: what is that? That's what I want. Some of the hottest I ever had uh, was it came from way out west somewhere. They sent me some samples, and it was called Ghost Pepper. <laughs> you know it had the old the stuff on the package like the warning and it was so good but what was it was so hot but what's great about it is you know you you get stuffed up in the winter time you get a cold or and you get that hay fever going your nose is stuffy one little bite and it clears everything out now it might be momentary it might not be permanent permanent but it will clear you out for a little while You take a bite of some of that hot stuff, it clears everything loose. (laughs) I like the hot stuff. So there's your um, heads up. They're going to give some away later. They can figure it out. We'll let them figure it out. All right. Um, Let me give you a heads up. Well, I I mentioned this yesterday. I guess now's a good time. I mentioned this yesterday. We didn't get to all of it yesterday on the show. Um, Some of the post-game stuff. Season has ended for Ole Miss baseball. Uh, After the loss to Arkansas 14-1, they are at the podium. You had Mike Bianco, you had Thomas Dillard, and you had Cooper Johnson, their catcher, uh, all taking questions and talking and answering questions. And we didn't get to all of it yesterday, and there's some other good stuff. So I want you to hear that a little bit more of the Ole Miss Arkansas post game. Here you go.
4: The first game you saw it with us. The second
2: game, and back to them. The third game. You know, yeah. this is Cooper Johnson talking about the back and forth in the series. So I think that that's a little bit of what happened uh, day one and
1: three. Um, but yeah, just just aggressive, good at bats on the fastball and healthy hacks. Oh. Players, um, a lot of the guys in that locker room won't be here next year. So what's the emotion like? What was the emotion like after the game was over, knowing that this group, uh, a lot of those guys won't be back?
4: Um, You know, I really haven't had much of a chance to think about it yet. Um, But I know the way that you know our team works is, I mean, we let everybody know everything that we're thinking. And I mean, I don't think anybody has any regrets about what we did. a lot of people have gotten close with a lot of people. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of continued relationships, uh, baseball outside of baseball. But I mean, I think we truly we we loved each other, um, even if it wasn't a guy that you were necessarily best friends with. Um, we truly cared about everybody. There's going to be a lot of continued relationships, uh, baseball outside of baseball. But I mean, I think. We truly we, we loved each other, um, even if it wasn't a guy that you were necessarily best friends with. Um, we truly cared about everybody, and I don't think that we left anything out there. Uh, I don't think
2: That's um, a little bit of Thomas Dillard. They're talking about the team relationships that will last beyond baseball after season comes to an end a couple of days ago. All right, Divinity Equipment phone. Henry hanging on the phone line. What's up, Henry. Well, I
0: thought that uh, the Dawgs were going to play the early game Sunday, and then Mark said something about Sunday
2: night. Yep, Clear that up for me. Yeah, it's Sunday night. I think they set the start time. I'll check it here for you, but I'm pretty sure they set it. It's going to be like 6 o'clock, I believe. Yeah, it's like 6 or maybe even 6.30 central, but it's somewhere in that, that time frame. Um, yeah, so they gave State versus Auburn the last game. You, know, you got four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. So it's the last one on Sunday night. Yep.
0: Well, that's good. They won't have to get too hot out there playing the early
2: game. Yeah, I wonder what the weather is going to be like. I hadn't looked ahead. Uh, it's cool around here today. I mean, I walked yeah. outside today and I couldn't believe it.
0: Well, uh, man, you the talk show guy, get on the Weather Channel, find out.
2: I know. I, it's there's really <laughs> very little excuse for me not to have any answer you want, is it? <laughs> <laughs> You a lot, buddy. All right. Thank you, Henry. Yeah, they that's it. They put state at 6 30 Central is what the scheduled first pitch is on Sunday night. But Henry and everybody else, uh, you've got a game before that. Vanderbilt versus Louisville is supposed to start at 1 p.m. So hey, it'll be done. It'll be done. They'll they'll start them on time. As far as television goes, thank you very much. As far as television goes. The games on Sunday, all the other three games are on ESPN. That night game between State and Auburn's on ESPN 2, if you want to watch it if you're not out there. And, of course, you can listen locally to uh, Jim Ellis and um, Jay Powell on the call for Mississippi State on, on the radio network, including many of these stations that you hear me on right now. So speaking of State, I played you a little bit of their sound of them talking to reporters, taking questions after their win the other day, but only a little bit yesterday. So we're going to jump back in. You got players talking here. and I think you uh, the players represented in the post game that you're about to hear were uh, Jake Mangum, Dustin Skelton, and a little bit of Peyton Plumley. Let's see where it is.
4: We'll go third row left to Teddy.
3: Jake, when you got here, Mississippi State was coming off of one of its worst seasons in recent memory, and to now be at a point where we're coming to for Super Regionals and back-to-back Omaha. Just what is, has what is that experience been like and, and you know, to, to be a leading part in that all four years? Well, when I got here as a freshman, it was a unique situation. Yeah, you know, it, State was coming off one of its worst seasons, but the guys that were coming back were extremely talented that year. Uh, go look at the 2016 team and look at how many guys are in the bigs or not, if not very, very close. Uh, this year, we tied that team with the most amount of draft picks, 11. So, I you know, it, on paper it looks like I came into a bad situation, but it was a great situation, you know. Uh, we had tons of good players in that team. And uh, and, and and that team, I, if it wasn't for a lot of those guys on that team, I wouldn't be, you know, where I'm at now in my game. Um, you know, Jacob Robson, for example, was a center fielder when I came up, came here, and uh, he really took me underneath my wing and um, showed me how to do things the right way, you know. I mean, I can go on and on about players, but, yeah, four supers, four gears, you know, uh, and uh, two trips to Omaha. I, I, I mean, I just, there's one way and, to beat it. Uh, yeah, there's there's yeah, one, thing, there's left one thing left to do, and uh, it's still in front of us. So let's go do it.
2: Uh, that was interesting, you know, as Jake was kind of mentioning four super regionals in a row, two straight trips to Omaha. He's like, you know, he's about to say how unbelievable. He was kind of speechless there, and his coach Lamontas. Jumps in, and you could hear him say, well, there's only one way to beat that. David, thank you for your tweet. I'm Radio Wyatt. You want to see it. And Beaver, he did me a little screenshot here. He looked it up on one of the weather apps. Man, the dadgum forecast for Omaha, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, is phenomenal. Look at this. When we went out there in 2013. It was hot. Sunday when States going to play baseball in Omaha. The high is 84 degrees. The low is 63, the high is 84. No chance of rain at all on Sunday. Early in the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, the highs are like 82 degrees with just a slight chance of rain. Great weather forecasted for Omaha this weekend. All right, I'll wrap it up with you next here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! The home team, I'm Matt Beaver in for Roger. Y'all stick around. We'll be right back.